Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome, spiritual trailblazers. Welcome to episode 136, How to Develop Leadership Skills and Influence Others with Dr. Brandy. So before we dive into that, of course, I want to talk about gratitude. And I want to keep this really, really brief because it's something I thought about, and I want you guys to think about this, but not to overthink it because it's easy to do. And this may not seem like something to be grateful for, but trust me, you will be amazed. And this is to understand the ingredients in our food and how it helps our body. You will have a greater appreciation for what you put into your body once you understand its benefits. So you're just not drinking a green drink to be drinking it because it's trendy. You will understand how it helps your body. So if you're feeling a little sore, you know, to drink something that may be uh, uh, um, anti-inflammatory or something similar. So do a little research on how the foods benefit your body. Speaking of gratitude, I would love for you to rate and review the show on iTunes. This will also help fellow amazing spiritual trailblazers like yourself to find me. Also, if you want your voice to be known, say you have a, an aha moment and you want Dr. Brandy to know or you just want one of us to elaborate more on a topic, you can contact me by going to podcast at tiamariejohnson.com or you can just leave a comment on my IG. I always post a picture with a description, new podcast episode alert, and I am at tia underscore johnson underscore. So February is a Stack Success Month, and it's also Black History Month, among other uh, things. So let's expect success in developing our leadership skills and our ability to positively influence others. You will be amazed of the impact you have on someone, even if they don't tell you. So I want to introduce you to our special guest today, who was Dr. Brandy Baldwin Rana. She is the founder and chief executive officer of Millennial Ventures Holdings, the parent company to a portfolio of brands comp- comprised of youadvise.me, Leader-ish Media, the Center for Millennial Engagement, and Jump Button Studio. Dr. Brandon completed her doctoral degree in educational leadership and policy before the age of 30 and published her first book, Put in Work, One Short Year Later. Today, Dr. Brandy speaks at over 30 corporations and conferences annually with companies like Discover and Comcast inviting her to share her unconventional insights on millennial employee engagement, entrepreneurship, leadership, and business. She has been highlighted in the Philadelphia Business Journal's People on the Move campaign as, and, and was appointed to Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney's Millennial Advisory Commission. In addition, she was named as one of Philadelphia's most influential African-Americans under 40 by the Philadelphia Tribune in 2017. Insights can be found on Huffington Post, Medium.com, and an array of local and national media outlets. Although her pursuits may appear impressive, Dr. Brandy remains humble and thanks to her husband and two small children who know her as nothing more than mom. 
Learn more about her at millennialventure.co, and I will put that in the description for this episode. Dr. Brandy, welcome. Let me tell you, I am so excited to be on the podcast. And guess what? You educated me because I did not know it was Expect Success Month. I love it. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, And I want to tell people that I met you through a mutual friend, and I was just – Man, I, it, like uh, Maya Angelou said, people will remember you for how you made them feel. I just felt your energy when you were on stage talking. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope that she'll come on my podcast. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. Thank you. No problem. So I was on your website doing some research, and I love how you explained about the no-nonsense approach your family has, which led you to become an entrepreneur. And I'm curious, what was that that aha or breaking point moment where you figure, boom, leadership would be one of the main factors in your business? Well, you know, I, I always sort of tell the story about the fact that I grew up with a mother who instilled in me that education is the great equalizer. Like she used to tell me, Brandy Michelle, if you do well in school and you take your education seriously, you'll be good. You know, your life will be great. And so I took that so seriously that I became this sort of overachieving student, Um, you know, graduated with a 4.2 in high school. I'm like, how does it go above 4.0? Somehow I got the extra credit. Love it. Right? I went to school. I did the bachelor's, the master's, the doctorate. I did all of this stuff to just not just consume education, but I was like, you know, this is the thing that's going to help me. But what I realized, though, as I continued my education, I kept seeing things and, and having experiences that said, wow, education actually isn't the great equalizer. So I went back and told my mom, you know what, you lied to me. <laughs> that, was a, that was a lie. And what I realized was leadership is the great equalizer. That's the thing that separates the good people from the great people, from the phenomenal people. That's the thing that separates people who you know, dream and wish and hope for things and those who make it happen. Are you going to lead your life? Are you going to lead your career? Are you going to take control of what you can control and then submit the rest to enjoying life and being a part of the ride? So it wasn't sort of, you know, one moment, but it was a series of things that sort of led me to like, to be like, wow, hold on, this education thing, that that's really not it. What will you do with that education? And leadership was, was what, what I came to as the answer. I think that is really amazing. And it is also uh, a very cool story because I think myself included, we do look for that aha moment. You said, wait a minute, it's a series of things. And I think that's really helpful for a lot of people who are on this leadership path. It's not always that point blank aha. It's the, like you're saying, asking ourselves those questions and recognizing that there are several things leading up to discovering what's best for you, that equalizer. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love about the the idea of leadership is it's about you. It's not about any external thing. It's not about the degree. It's not about the job. It's not about your husband. It's not about your kids. When you're talking about leadership, that means that you are talking about self-accountability for everything in your life. And so when you're talking about empowering your living, how are you being a leader for yourself? And when you have those areas that are stressful in your life, when you have those areas that where you're not where you want to be, my argument is that you can, quote, lead yourself out of that situation onto something better. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, put a stamp on that. Certify that. I like that. <laughs> okay, that's for free. This is free right here. I'm not charging now. <laughs> I like that. So speaking of equalizer, what are some of the things that have surprised you when when you work with your clients and, and you do these speaking engagements when people come to you about leadership? You know what? I I think that um one of the things that surprises me every time is the fact that people, that the average person does not take time to self-reflect, to assess themselves. I have this thing where I say, if you're a leader, you should know what's wrong with you before anyone else does. Like, you should be so clear on your weaknesses. And I think sometimes, especially professionally, we are so focused on, you know, highlighting our strengths highlighting the things that we do well. And then when I come in, I'm like, my job is to identify the gaps, the weaknesses, and help you fill those. And so people start getting defensive. People start being, oh, my gosh, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know. Well, you knew that. You knew you weren't great in that area, but you've never had someone to share that with you and encourage you to be better. So I'm always kind of like, gosh, this is like deja vu all over again. And, and I think that for all of us, I do it like weekly at this point, but I think, you know, once a month, have that personal talk with yourself. Like I, I have this thing on my husband. I'm like, I had to tell myself the other day to cut it out. You know, you should be able to have those conversations and those, those, that, that quiet time with yourself to say, what am I doing? Well, what can I do better? And, and how am I going to do that thing better? Make a plan for it. So, but it surprises me every time people do not want to think about or worry about their, you know, weak quote weaknesses you know but that's where it's at I live in my weakness I love it I yeah I I I am just really taking mental notes and thinking I gotta definitely re-listen to this and jot down some stuff <laughs> because okay. yeah and and I I do want to know more about your thought process and I, I gave you an example with me because this happened just um yesterday so I was in Iceland and I was so excited to wear this bathing suit and it's my first bathing suit ever at the age of 32 and I had my friend take a picture of me yeah and I was just really like okay this is this is different like you said you know understanding our weaknesses and like I don't know you know I feel like I shouldn't be doing this but I did it anyway and um and so when I looked at the picture a second time I thought oh I don't like how it looks on me I was just super critical and I wasn't having that as you said that conversation with myself and I basically had to check myself like you know what get over it be candid write about how you felt when you had that bathing suit on and you know the response was really great and and so like I had to tell myself like I said get over it so with some of your thought processes where you're just like Brandy you got, don't even worry about it. Just, you know, <laughs> go do yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of times I have to give myself a little personal test and I ask myself, why am I feeling anxiety about this? Why am I feeling stressed about this? And nine times out of 10, it's because of my perceived expectations of how other people are going to view what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, I don't like how I look in this vein. And so I'm going to use your example. And it's like, do I really not like how I look or am I uncomfortable because maybe the feedback that I may get or that I may not even get from, because sometimes it's scarier to be like, I wonder what people are thinking. Like, just tell me what the mm-hmm. thought is, right? <laughs> but, or is it because, you know, you you are, I don't like to say worried about, but you care somewhat, you know, 1% or more you care about maybe what others may think and what the norm is, what the rules of engagement are for that 
things. So for me, that has manifested, and I've had to really work through this, and I continue to, to work on this, but that has man manifested in the fact that I was getting messages earlier on in my 20s um, about, you know, I'm doing too much. You're doing too much. You always have three or four jobs or three or four little uh, projects, plans, hustles, this, all those type of things. And for me, I was like, well, that's what my interest is, but I got these messages. So now, as a successful entrepreneur, every once in a while, I have this moment where I'm thinking, girl, you're doing too much. People are going to be thinking you're doing too much. You're all over the place. You got, you got this company. Now you're about to uh, join that company. And then what I realized is I really don't have a problem with it. But what I'm doing is I'm allowing other people, what I think other people's perceptions are going to be of my behavior. And when, when, that be, when I realize that that's the truth and that's what's causing me anxiety or stress, I let it go because I can't worry about what other people think. But if there's something where I go, I go, no, I'm actually not worried about anybody else. I honestly am feeling a little bit stressed out. Then I can say, wow, guess what? The fun part is you have control over your business. So scale back. Stop putting mm -hmm. too much on your plate reorganize restructure pivot the company idea like i give myself permission to make decisions that are within my control so that's the one question i ask myself is, is you know am i anxious for me or stressed out about me or for others and then the, the catch is if you realize that no i'm fine with it i was really getting upset or you know felt some type of way because of what i thought others may think and say you still get negative feedback. Say 100% of the people were like, girl, take that bathing suit off and, you know, burn the camera. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which they would never do. But you should still be like, it was fine by me. Right. You know, right? Regardless of what anyone else will think. Because people are entitled to their opinion. How horrible of a world would it be if I had to force everybody to be positive all the time or positive mm -hmm. about me. It's like, because I, I have my little opinion and my two cents about people. It's a two-way street. It's, it's for us, though, to take the best, leave the rest. A lot of things I say, I don't receive that. I don't. Someone may give their opinion. They may give whatever. You know, someone may be listening right now, like, I don't receive that, Dr. That's okay. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the joy about having these conversations about our spiritual and, you know, living in that whole thing is because it's not a one-size-fits-all. I'm sorry. You know, I can go on forever, but that's No, that no, I, I think it's great. I think it's really great because <clears throat> as leaders, we do have to look at it and think, am I okay with this? In the beginning, I was okay with that, and I thought, mm, it could be a little bit better. But, again, I think it's really about getting out of your head and saying, as long as you are okay with it. And I, I think as, you know, leaders and, and, and really giving off the leadership vibe, some leaders want to do what they think is, is right as opposed to what is actually right. And I think that's what you were really bringing in home is that, you know, we have to be comfortable with the decisions that we make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're your decisions. So you're going to pay the price. You're going to reap the benefits when it turns out good for you. And you're going to have to pay the price if it doesn't turn out, you know, so good. And either way, that's life. You know, that's the joy of life. So I love it. Mm -hmm. and, and I even think when it comes to in influencing people, that's what's being picked up over and over again. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And the thing is, I, I, I really believe that all of us secretly want others to live their life in such an authentic way because it gives us permission to do the same. So I went through this phase. I, you know, you've seen me in person. I looked pretty young. I'm in my mid-30s. I look pretty young. I am young, right? But I look 
10 years maybe younger than I mm-hmm. am. She found a fountain of you guys. Yes. <laughs> okay, so hold another podcast. I will give you guys a secret. Okay? Yes. But it's one of those things where, you know, you realize that it's so important to understand how you're going to be perceived. Again, control what you can control and move on from it. So I had a complex where I used to overdo my makeup. I used to have glasses. I used to dress up like a, a, I don't know, a lawyer or someone like from TV that I would see, just old, like an old woman, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, I thought, well, because I look so young, you know, I'm going to do all of these things to like fit in and look older and all this. And then I got to the point where I said, look, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be just looking young as I want to be. I'm going to dress how you know according to my brand and how I feel important I'm going to behave as well I don't have to use yeah I have a PhD but I don't have to use $40 words in every room I'm going to really just be branding when I show up as soon as I started doing that years ago opportunities opened up for me people were attracted to me people who weren't really the right you know fit for me they left me alone whereas I was accidentally attracting people who weren't the right fit because I was behaving in a way that was not in alignment with who I was I felt that to say you know Leadership and influence is all about, you can influence more people if you're just real. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make mistakes, you're flawed. I have a PhD, but I might pronounce a word wrong. Oh, that's fine. It's not illegal. It's not illegal to mispronounce a word just because you have a doctorate. You know, like I might, Sally May might be upset because she doesn't subsidize this education. <laughs> She's like, how dare she use Ebonics, you know? But, you know, the idea here is just be you and sometimes, and it, it doesn't, you know, I think sometimes I used to be kind of envious of others online because I would be like, gosh, they're just talking about authenticity. Like there was a wave a couple of years ago where it was like, your authentic self. And, and I wasn't mm-hmm. understanding that, but I thought, it's not like you flip the switch and you're like, I'm just going to be me. You know, sometimes right. I get, exactly. right, right. Like you have to right. be conscious of it. And I have to still tell myself, Rand, don't, don't do this. You're, you're, you're reverting back. You're sounding like you're reading off a teleprompter. Be nat, be you. You don't don't freeze up because there's a room of. I'll give you a quick example. I was at KPMG um, yesterday speaking to a group of CFOs, financial executives. These are older white males. There were two women there, there were two, but they were predominantly baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only African American in the entire room. One mm-hmm. of three women and the only millennial. And right. so I'm like, oh Lord, and let's see how this presentation. And they were, you know, and when I first come in, they're looking at me like, Lord, is she the tech help? Like, is she setting up the projector? Like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm like, I'm the speaker, you know. But here's the thing, I was just myself. I was cracking jokes, and the, and by the end, everyone was like stellar. They were like, thank you so much. That was one of the best performances, um, performances, right? Uh, presentations um, that we, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a little bit of a performance, but. Uh-huh, I thought, uh-huh. you know what, I'm so thankful that I went in and did my thing, not do, not that I did the thing that I thought they would want to see. I don't care what you want to see. I'm the only person that's here today. Mm-hmm. And when, when we can step into that, our influence increases, and, and it also gives other people permission to do the same. Yeah, I, I really think that's beautiful. And, and I, I, I feel you with the authenticity. I used to get frustrated because... I would think, okay, yeah, it's, you could be authentic because you have 100K followers, so you can exactly. walk around right. you know, with your hair messy, and they would love it love and say things like, I walk around my hair messy, too. I can do that, and I'm not professional. 
That's right, girl. Don't do it. Don't take the bait. Mm-mm. Right? And I used to be so frustrated. Like, you know what? I, I am working on being authentic here, but what's the, the limit? Do I go all out? No, no, no. That's too much. Do I do too little? Well, then I'm not really being myself. So it's just, you know, finding... I don't want to say happy medium. It's just finding you in this process. And that's one reason why I had to stop doing things like uh, reading magazines and, and articles and either stop it or keep it to a minimum because I was just getting flooded with so much information about what authenticity is and how I should be myself. And then I was just done. <laughs> so I just okay. focused more on, expressing how I felt on the inside and boom, more people were able to relate. Yeah, totally. And you know what? The other thing, I, when I think about that, you know, it's the idea that we are multidimensional beings. There are many me. There's the mom me when I'm mm-hmm. running around after these kids and taking baths and trying to do homework. There's the wife me where I'm, you know, uh, brushing my husband off, ignoring him and mm-hmm. getting on his nerves. Like, that's horrible. That's a truth. <laughs> Look, that's a truth, y'all. That's really what happens in my household, okay? I would love to say where I'm just, you know, lifting him up and doing that, but I'm working on that, Jesus. But, um, and then there's the professional you. So it's like, it's, it's how you are able to show up authentically in that professional setting. So when you're in Tia, we're talking about spiritual and empowering living mode. That's a mode right there that you're in. So you got to be authentic when you're, you're on that mode. And so I allow myself to sort of switch hats, so to speak. And in every hat, I'm being real. But if you were to be a fly on the wall in my home, it's not that, oh my gosh, she's not who I thought she was. Oh yes, I am. when I'm in a leadership and advising role for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But as a mom, you can't judge the apples and the oranges. So I'm totally with you, but it helps to protect yourself by kind of, you know, realizing that you have different sides, you know? Right, right, exactly. So what are some of the questions you wish people would ask you more about regarding leadership? Wow. First of all, this, that was an amazing question in and of itself. (laughs) I think, you know, the number one thing I would say is how can I lead myself? You know, I wish people are always asking, I need to lead my team better. I want to lead my company better. I want to lead all these external things. And no one ever asked, Dr. Brandy, how can I lead myself? Now, and because they don't ask that, they're surprised when I start with that. We're going to start before we do anything else. Let's start with you and how you're leading yourself. Let's do an assessment for you. And when you're, when you're able to ask that question or answer that question of how I'm leading myself, The great part is you will identify a connection between some of the weak areas of leadership in your personal life and how you're dealing with others. So, for example, if personally you say yes all the time, you are a people pleaser, you're nice to a fault, you have boundary issues, nine times out of ten, the problems that you're going to come to me with in terms of your team is your team doesn't take you seriously. They're Mm -hmm. out of control. They're not meeting expectations. And then I realized, well, are you being a people pleaser? Are you giving in and accommodating too much? Are you not communicating because you're a conflict avoider? Yeah. Well, you're you're taking your personal self and how you handle things personally, and it's coming and seeping into your professional life. So it saves us time and energy. Let's start with you. And then let's talk about the other things that you want to be a better leader and have more influence over. And and then we can get there a lot 
faster. So I wish people would ask me that. How can I lead myself? That's really the key, and and that's like the the golden that's the golden ticket right there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. So, it, it, well, it, it's interesting because um, when you think about it, people, as you were saying, they want to know how they can lead their team. It's almost like we skip ourselves, and it, it kind of goes back to the putting people before us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> and it's also the idea that you know, we can improve processes, systems, people, companies around us by sort of just controlling and strategizing on how, what they need to do. And, and I like to kind of shift people's thinking and say, just by you changing your leadership, a lot around you will change. It's, it's interesting. Without you even engaging with your team and saying, I went through this leadership, just show up and be a different leader. Other people will respond to that, and they people will adjust around you. If you respect your time and respect your schedule, it's your your behaviors are going to change, and so you're going to maybe check your calendar. Maybe you're going to adjust how you do your appointments, and maybe and then all of a sudden, because you've taken control of your schedule, you've decided to lead it. You're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off, and now everyone else and all those other pieces fall into place. But if Mm -hmm. we just talked about them and they are bugging you for this and they are wanting to meet with you this many times, well, what type of boundaries and and how are you letting everyone know the best way to engage with you? And Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we, we miss that. And so we try to like, you know, manipulate outside of ourselves. But let me tell you, I show up and I learned this the hard way in business. And I showed up trying to kind of be friendly and not, I don't want to say unprofessional, but I showed up in business that I just want to be like smiling and, hey, guys, I'm so so grateful and thankful to be here. And like my whole vibe was like that. And I kind of got the, you know, response from others that like maybe I was kind of young. This is when I first started off in business that I was maybe uneducated that I was kind of like a mentee, like a student vibe, you know, mm-hmm. but I was, I was putting that off. And so people would treat me in that way. Like, you know, patting me on the head, like they weren't taking me seriously, you know, right. and having conversations and diverting eye contact because I wasn't, you know, a part of the discussion. And when I changed that and I came in with an attitude, um, like I belong here, I have something mm-hmm. to add value here right. just by me shifting. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden other people are listening in on, you know, what's my perspective on things? It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Yes, you belong there, right. You add value. And some people think that they don't, but you know, because there's someone already doing it. And that's not the case because everyone has their own vibe, their own way of doing things, and that can be received from a different group of people who that's need right. to hear that. Yeah, that's from right. that person. So do you have a favorite um personality assessment good question I've, I've taken so many i've learned about so many one that um and i won't call this a personality assessment but something that if you have not heard of this it will change your entire life the interesting thing about this is we don't really know where it came from and when you read this i'm gonna tell you in a minute i'm just building up the suspense but when you read this <laughs> and when you research what i'm about to share with you and you do the test, there's a, there's a test, there's a little assessment, 
And when you read through some of the characteristics of whichever level that you're on, it's going to sound like the person from the book actually grew up with you, was in your home, and lived with you because it's so spot on. So if anyone is interested in like next level um, personal development and leadership development, you have to check out the Enneagram. It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And if you Google Enneagram test, you'll be able to find like the official website. I think the, the actual assessment may be less than $20. Um, and there's actually a, a couple books on like Amazon that you can get that go um, in conjunction with the test. But this particular test is an assessment. And, and I hate to call it a test or assessment. It's really a, a characteristic, a human kind of psychological orientation, how people are psychologically oriented towards the world, how mm -hmm. they perceive conflicts. And I mean, it's deep. Literally, I'm like, I need to become an Enneagram expert because it will touch on things that are beneath the surface. So what mm -hmm. I don't like about typical assessments is it kind of gets superficial. You know, by the time you get your letters or you realize that you're like a turtle, an eagle, a flamingo, like um, <laughs> PSP, elemental P, green like, and yellow and orange. <laughs> I'm a flavor, right? By the time you get all of that, it's still superficial. What the Enneagram does is it's going to tell you that when you're operating at your best, these are your behaviors. When you're at, when you're thinking and sort of high order thinking for yourself, when you're not stressed, this is how you are. Now, when you're moderately stressed, these are your behaviors. When you're highly stressed or you're not operating at your best self, these are your behaviors. And so after sort of listening and learning about yourself through the Enneagram, you may say, oh my gosh, I'm operating on the lowest level of myself. And, and it tells you exactly the areas. And you're like, oh my gosh, all the time I've been so stressed out over work. I've been losing my hair. I've been gaining weight. I've been getting sick, all these things. It's going to break down exactly where that's coming from. And I'll give you mm -hmm. an example. It'll say something like, you know, because growing up, you did not have the support of your parents. You are creating situations and relationships where you are being very needy, you know, because you're, you're, you're secretly seeking the support that you never received from your parents. I'm like, what? Mm. Like, you know, like, that's Boom. not right. <laughs> and you're just like, hold up. Now, when you look around, like, is somebody in the room right now? Like, how do they know this? But it's great. And it comes from really um, in, in multiple iterations of ancient um, cultures that have mm. put this together and it's amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna stop right there because Enneagram is not paying me to plug them. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm stocking it. <laughs> right. I need to go ahead and create a partnership and monetize it. But in the Enneagram, <laughs> that's the next, that's next level. You know, if you really, if you haven't done an assessment before, do what we all know, the Myers-Briggs and those type of things. But if you're kind of ready for a deeper meaning, the Enneagram is where it's at. I love that. That is amazing. So I have one final question for you, and this may be the most important of them all. You ready, Dr. Brandy? <laughs> oh, no. Did I sign a waiver something before <laughs> this? What is this question? Okay, go ahead. All right. Eagles or Patriots? <laughs> oh, she done did it now. Now, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm such a horrible, um, I'm such a horrible person right now in life because I am not invested in either team. Okay. I, I'm not. And my, my I have an Eagles household. Like my husband stayed up late last night, like 
creating all of this green eagle gear like crafts for the kids and I just was like I'm so not interested I'm gonna just like listen to my audiobook and veg out and he was like iron and decals on and so now I'm originally from the DC area so we're technically yes. Redskins fans yes. you know, uh, Redskins, uh. but um I'll be Eagles for right now just so I don't you know any Philly listeners I don't want to get them upset yeah, my my house is actually divided. My uh, stepdad, he's he's a Steelers fan. I mean, he's not from Pittsburgh. We always tease him about that. He doesn't have any relatives in Pittsburgh. He's not going to Pittsburgh. But <laughs> my mom and I are Eagles fans, and my brother is a Seahawks fan. But he's rooting for the Eagles. So, yeah, we, we shall know. see. Yes, we shall see. I'm not putting any money on this bet this this go round. <laughs> well, when this airs, we will have already known. <laughs> Okay. But um, yeah, so thank you again for coming on the show. I learned a, I learned a lot, and like I said, I'm gonna listen to this again and write down some notes because I love asking myself questions, and I definitely want to check out that um, orientation. So hopefully, people who listen to this episode will go and check that out too. I think it's a great investment to get to know yourself to the T, and 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 be able to be an effective leader and influence people from a a good standpoint. Absolutely. That's amazing. Thank you so much for just even thinking about me. I love these conversations and ability to sort of just be candid. And if there's anything that I could sort of leave people with, it's just, you know, lead your life. You know, if there is any situation right now that is not optimal and you don't want it to be what it is, ask yourself what you are willing to do to change it. Not the other person, not your spouse, not your children, not your pastor, you know, not your boss. I can go down the list, not your friends. There's <laughs> no one, except for maybe your dog. Like let your pet off the hook. Like just you know what I'm saying? There should be no tension between you and your pet. But other than that, you know, what are you gonna do? And you will find that if you do all that you can do for those areas that you claim are not where they want to be. Now, some people, they claim, oh, I really want to get fit. I want to have six-pack abs, but they don't, you know, take those steps. It's like you, you actually are more committed to maybe a more of an unhealthy lifestyle than the health, healthy lifestyle, and that's okay, but don't complain about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just be content. Like, you know what? I'm actually where I am right now healthily. I'm not worried about it too much, and that's okay, but if you're kind of complaining or if you feel any negativity towards an area in your life do all that you can do everything that's in your control to lead it and then if something doesn't work out in your favor you can rest well knowing that you put your all into it but do not lie to yourself and tell yourself that you can't achieve something or that something is too far gone if you know you haven't put a hundred percent into fixing it Mm. that's just your personal accountability so you know, we all do it. It's something easy. It doesn't cost anything but the beginning of the year. But any time that you're listening to this, do that personal assessment. Where are the areas I want to be better? What can I be doing differently or be doing more? And just make it happen. Like, don't overthink it. Just go. Just act. And you'll see your whole life and your whole world kind of shift around you in a positive way. Mm, love it. Love it. 
thank you again so much. And I will put Dr. Brandy's um, website in the description along with other things she says so that way you can take the test and all that jazz. So thank you again so much, Spiritual Trailblazers, for tuning in. Again, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast so that way you'll be one of the very first people to know when a new episode is available. Until next time, love and blessings. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.